Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, happy Aloha Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Whether you are walking around park or you know, while your child is practicing or waiting for them in the car, or maybe driving over somewhere, perhaps uh, at work while you're listening. I realize that this audio, um, this method of recording I'm using right now doesn't give me the best audio, but it's the only option I have for today. I thought I was going to have some time this afternoon to have some peace and quiet and to do the recording the way I normally do, but... I double-checked my schedule, and then some other things came up that are not going to allow me to have that kind of afternoon. So we're going to hit it while we can. I have a few minutes right now to get some stuff out to you on this beautiful Monday, and I hope your your season, if you're in season right now, is going well. I know some people are just starting. Some people are right in the thick of it. Some people are just about ready for it to be over. <laughs> so whatever's going on with you, I hope that, you know, it's, it's more fun than not, and that's kind of the topic that I wanted to talk about today because it came up in a discussion where someone pretty much, I mean, flat out told us that they had a wonderful day, like everything went so well except one thing, and then they proceeded to just talk about that one problem and um, what to do about the problem, and I don't know what if I can fix this problem, and what if this problem turns into a bigger problem. And it just really struck me how it's so common for us, and I guess it's the human nature kind of thing from what I'm hearing. Um, It's so common for us to dismiss or give very little attention, focus, time, and energy to the things that are going well, the things that are working out, the things we have to appreciate, the things that we have to celebrate and enjoy. And we give so much of our time and attention to the problem or what's not working or what we don't like. And it was just super obvious in this example. It was like 10% of the time and just the whole dialogue was on, oh, yeah, you know, the day was awesome, everything went well, except, and then the rest of the conversation, which is like 90% of it, was all about the problem and, you know, what if this and what if that and I don't know this and all this it's just stuff like this is coming up and it just twisted the whole, like, feel of, of what could have been a really nice discussion. And so what I'm very aware of and trying to practice a lot more is we're always talking about focusing on what's working, being solution-oriented, right? And when we say focus on what's working, that doesn't mean that you completely ignore or put your head in the sand about things that need adjustment, right? It's so important to identify those things and then make the necessary adjustments. So... I was thinking about how instead of saying this and this and this and this went well, but, and then just going off on a tangent about all of this stuff that's not working, that sucks, that wasn't good, that, and all the worries and the fears that we have in, in relation to that stuff that didn't work out, it might be more helpful for us to talk about this went well, this went well, we enjoyed this, this was awesome, and, and tomorrow we're going to do better with this, Tomorrow or in the future, we're going to improve this, and we see that in this area, we can do this and this and this better, or, you know, this went well, and 
I'm going to make these adjustments so that blah, 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 blah. And it's just a lot more positively focused, a lot more solution-oriented, right? You're talking about this went well, this went well, and it's not that you're completely ignoring the fact that some things didn't go well or some things needed to be, you know, addressed or some things need to be adjusted, right? But you're talking immediately then talking about how you're going to do better. So all these things that were fabulous about this day or this game or this practice and going forward will also yada, yada, yada. Or this was awesome and tomorrow we're going to make this adjustment. Or this went really well and in the future we're also going to make improvements upon blah, 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 blah. So that we can, you know, and just keep it super positive. Because if you do the but, if you do this went well, but you really just start going down like the, the rabbit hole of the negativity and the worry and the fear and the oh no and those negative what ifs. And I know it seems like a tiny, small adjustment, right? And versus but, and oh, it's just talk though. It's just you're just talking about this versus that. It's not that big a deal. But I don't think you understand that if that's your line of thinking anyway, and I, I, and I get that because that's come up for me too. It's like, it's just a small, tiny thing. Like, how big a deal really is it? But what it's truly indicative of is the bigger picture. It's the mentality that you or the person speaking is in when they automatically go to but and then down all the negative what ifs and the fears and the worries and the stresses versus the mentality of someone who will talk about and highlight what went well, and immediately start focusing on, and here's what we're going to do better going forward. And here's where we're making adjustments so that we can blah, 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 right? And so while it might seem like a tiny thing, I just love simple shifts that make massive, you know, significant differences, right? So while it might seem like a small thing, right, changing one word, it should help reset and reframe your entire thought process, though, and your mindset, how you're choosing to think about the issues that you're going through and how you're choosing to think about life or the game or practice or business or parenting or school or whatever, it can make a tremendous amount of difference. And so then I realized that that's exactly how the Think Like a Champ journal is set up. It's designed exactly like that. So at the end of the day, you recap all the awesome stuff. And there is a little section for not, okay, but what went, went wrong. There's a section for, and what will you do better tomorrow? Or it's, it's worded and it's phrased in that manner of this went well, and going forward, here's where we want to do better. Here's the improvements that we want to make. Here's how we would like tomorrow to be different in a good way, right? So it's specifically stated in those kinds of terms because I do think it matters. And if you if, if that kind of thought process doesn't come naturally to you, and I don't think it does because from what I read and what I've he heard and from what I've learned from lots of other people, it's very, very common for us as human beings to the negative stand out. The negatives and the problems and the downsides, all of that really stands out to us and we tend to focus there if we're not mindful and purposeful about the thoughts that we're choosing and how we are choosing to direct our focus. And so that's why I think for most of us it takes a conscious effort 
to be more aware of how we're choosing to think and how we're choosing to even talk about things because that is an indicator of where our, our mind is at. And so that's part of why I think the journal is so helpful. And look, you can do it in a composition book. Like you can literally get a book from Walmart, right? Composition book on sale from Walmart for like less than a dollar and then do it on your own. Totally, totally valid way to do it. A piece of paper, a, you know, a scrap piece of a, the back of a receipt that you just got from a drive-thru. Like I've done all of that, right? Paper bag that we just brought home from the store and whatever I could find at my disposal and whatever writing utensil I had in the moment and just the act of writing it out and thinking through it and then putting yourself in that frame of mind that's most helpful to you. However you do it, and journaling and writing is only one tool, right? However you do it, it's fine. Like, you've got to find the tools and the practices and the little methods that work for you. I'm just super excited that, um, you know, to be able to offer one of them, which is the Think Like a Cap Journal, which is kind of designed on the outside for softball players to appeal to softball players, but truthfully the inside is not softball specific at all and any female athlete could use it. Any athlete truthfully could use it. It's not that boys can't use it, but the font in there is a little girly looking. So a male athlete may not be too hot on that, but you never know. You never know. He could appreciate it. So anyway, and in, and the outside is red, right? So it's not like it's super it's not like pink and pastel y even. So um, it's been it's been really fun to go through the process, first of all, of creating the journal. I actually had the idea a long time ago, and I mentioned it to someone at one point, and I actually mentioned it to maybe a couple people, and not, nobody really responded. Like, nobody else seemed like they thought it was as cool as I did, so I was like, maybe it's not that good idea. I don't know. But I had the opportunity in December to take advantage of... Um, an offer to work with someone to actually format it and do the design cover and all that stuff, which I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So I got to work with someone who is used to, you know, designing journals and putting that stuff together and the formatting that it needs to be to print out in a book properly and get the cover specs and all that stuff done. And so I did that. It was a process. It took us four months to put it all together and going back and forth and making adjustments and doing whatever we needed to do and collaborating on what should be in it and how it should look and so on and so forth. And then we finally brought it out and I was so unsure of what the response was going to be like, but it's been amazing. Um, in the week that led up to the release and then last week was the first time I even made it possible for people to start buying it and pre-ordering it. I don't think it's even been a week yet actually. And, um, the response has been amazing. Like, if I knew that people would be so crazy for, not crazy, but if I knew that people would be so excited to have this tool in their hands, I would have totally done it so much sooner. So it's been exciting. It's been fun. Um, I've gotten to meet new people and to talk to new people because, you know, they're like, hey, can I get one of those? And um, getting to connect with others who are involved with teams or have kids who are on a team and they're wanting to get the journal for their whole team. So that's now available at stacymahoy.com slash champ, right? If you're an individual and you want to buy one, two, five, or ten, that's an option. And then below that, there's like team packages for bigger quantities at slightly better pricing and, you know, free shipping and all of that. So, um, but it's just been an awesome experience. I'm having so much fun with it. I'm having fun meeting new people, getting to talk to more athletes, getting to talk to more parents uh, because of the journal and it having 
uh, a way to, it's just been a way to me, for me to connect with more people and get to um, learn a little bit more about you, and uh, that's always, always, always awesome. So if you haven't had a chance, go check that out, stacymahoy.com slash champ. This afternoon in the Super Moms of Softball group, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live training on how to use essential oils to reach your goals, right? How does that work? How does it help you do that? Why does why does that even a thing? So we're going to be talking a little, about, a little bit about that. And I also had a very cool conversation this morning about uh, <laughs> just very various um, various issues in, in softball and other sports, too. Uh, that was fun. Maybe I'll share a little bit more about that later uh, as we have more conversations surrounding that, that same topic as I can kind of release more information. But um, the other thing that came up today was just this idea of your gift. I truly believe, like, if you're given a gift, even if it's, quote, unquote, just to play a sport or, like, just athletic ability, I know I've heard a lot of people talk down about athletes or actors or artists and saying, like, but you don't do anything for other people. Like, how does art help anyone? Or how does being an actor help other people? How does being an athlete actually help another human being? And their claim is that it doesn't, right? Doesn't athletes don't do anything for other people? Like, sports don't do anything for, for people, and so on and so forth. And I have to respectfully disagree because I have seen firsthand so many people, right, not the athletes themselves, not the coaches, not even the parents, like fans, spectators, so many people inspired, so many people uplifted, so many people just feeling more hopeful, positive in those moments of watching a game during a very, very difficult time of their life, right, where they're needing something to kind of ease the angst that they're feeling in that time. I've seen people motivated and inspired to make positive life changes and do things that they never considered before, all because they're watching an athletic event, a game, a, a wrestling meet, a track meet, swim meet, you know, all these different kinds of events. And also I've seen it bring people together, bring families together on the weekend to go watch their favorite team right, when they otherwise may never have gotten together every single weekend for an entire season to just to gather to watch the sport. So I think there's so many more positives than people realize, and I think it actually does impact others in positive ways that are valuable and are worth considering. And so my message to some athletes a while back, was that, look, I know you think this is just a game or people tell you it's just a game, you know, it's just a sport. It's not, no, it's not who you are. It doesn't define you necessarily, right? And there are other things in life, yes, but you have to understand that you have the opportunity and the ability to play this game, to be amazing, to go all in on it, to give the very best you have. And as you do that and you're using your God-given gift, you are inspiring people and you don't even realize the positive impact that you're having on so many people. Some may never tell you, right? You may not even know, but I've heard the talk and I've had people come up 
to us and tell us how they felt watching you play, watching your game. They're not even a parent. They're not a coach. They're not. They're just a fan of the game. And I've seen it even happen with my own kids, where people we don't even know that you know just happen to see them compete or what have you, and they'll come up and and they'll say the same kinds of things, right? And how it made them feel. And I think anytime you can help someone feel better, feel inspired, feel uplifted, it's worth doing. And so don't ever let someone tell you that being able to play a game isn't a gift that's as worthy as some other just because. Don't ever let someone tell you that athleticism is does nothing for other people if you choose to use it and make the most of it. Don't ever let someone tell you that your gift doesn't count because it doesn't look to them like what service to other people should look like. And I want to encourage you that if this is your gift and you love doing it, don't don't hold back on that. Like, don't be ashamed or don't let other people tell you stuff that cause you to be like, oh, but this doesn't really count. And then you kind of hold back. Like, go all in on it. Give it your best. You know, commit the time and energy and and effort that you want to commit to it. And and just use the gift that you're given. And give it to other people by being the very best you can at it. That's how you give it to someone else. And then when you have a chance to help someone else learn, whether it's your own teammate, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a friend, whether you get out of the game and you're not done and you're done playing, you're not playing anymore, and you have a chance to help some other younger players or even just talk to them, um, do that. Because I definitely think it's worth it. I definitely don't think it's something that is even... I don't think it's a valid thing to put it down and to say that it's useless. I've heard people say that. Sports is useless. You can do anything for anyone. And uh, I just can't, uh, I just can't, uh, I just don't agree with that. And so I just wanted to share this perspective of it and how much of a difference it really can make for people and not just the ones who are playing, not just the ones who are coaching, not just the ones who seem to get something out of the result of any particular season or game or tournament or what have you. And I really do believe that there is value for anyone who is connected to a season, whether it's as a fan, whether it's as um, a supporter of the team in some way, whether it's as a, as a parent or a player or a coach or a manager or a business that's contributing to this team. There are just so many different ways that I think sports impacts lives in positive ways that I understand some people who've never been in it and don't get it, they're not going to get. And that's okay. But my message is for you if you're in it to not let them discourage you or take away the true value of what you do. So I hope that makes sense. All right.
I will see you guys very soon. I've got to get going. Have kids to pick up from school. Um, then to get over to the gym because they're training for other things and then practice later and and then that uh, Facebook Live training that I'll be doing in the Super Moms of Softball group. So lots going on this afternoon. My day's about to get busy. People wake up in the morning and like <laughs> hit the ground running and then they have this full day and then afternoon and evening is kind of when it winds down. And for anyone who's involved in youth sports, as I'm sure you know, a lot of times the afternoon is when our day really kicks into high gear. So that's where I'm headed. And I hope that you have a fabulous week. I will be back uh, tomorrow with more on the Eating Curveballs for Breakfast podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.